Whip it out! Good lord, I could listen to that song over and over and over again. Welcome to the Pucknologist, episode 131 here on Teal Town, USA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sunday, and hey, do us a favor. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Follow us on social media. If you listen to the podcast on something like Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, whatever, we'd love to subscribe and a review on there if you could. And all the links to those things and more can be found in the description below. I am AJ underscore strong on that social media. And joining me, of course, Rocket Backhander. Hey, have we been mathematically eliminated yet? It's almost there. Okay. Almost. Hockey jerk, what's up? Oh, I uh, I just sneezed, so all of the bad vibes have exited my body now. <laughs> well, <laughs> sure. I mean, if, if that's the way you want to roll. Uh, hey, uh, you know what? As as every mid twenties Tinder profile says, good vibes only. Oh Christ! Okay. <laughs> Yikes! All right. Uh, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, everybody. Thanks for joining. Uh, Look, if, if you'd like to support the show, you can use that Super Chat option during the live shows, or better yet, toss a little something in the Venmo tip jar. You can find us at Teal Town USA, and we thank you for your support. And this time around, we're going to talk about the Sharks Foundation selling giveaways. The NHL finds a new TV partner, and is it time up for Doug Wilson? But first, let's get into the Sharks games this week. A week for the Sharks where they played four games and took four of eight points. Somehow still sixth in the West, because that's how bad L.A. and Anaheim are. After 51 games played, currently eight points out of a playoff spot with five left to play. First one, boom, Arizona, 6-4 win. Coyotes came into this series with two wins out of their previous seven. Uh, Kozanash gets the start. LeBanc and Donato were out with injuries. VL and Barbanov. Am I pronouncing that right, Jerk? Barbanov? Barabanov. Barabanov. So yeah, I'm like Barabanov, Barabanov. I don't know. It's very odd. Uh, but hey, fans in the stands for the first time this season. Yay. You, ha- you love to see it. And uh, Noah Greger scores 19 seconds in. Boom. Other Sharks goals coming from Burns, Couture, Carlson, Barabanov. I'm going to mess up that name all night. And Evander Kane with an empty netter, as you can see, with the scroll. So, uh, I mean, Jerkman, <laughs> 19 seconds in. You love to see it. Uh, yeah, you really do. Uh, this team notoriously um, can't seem to get the ball rolling uh, when they're supposed to. So, awesome, obviously, to see them get that goal early, especially in the Heritage jerseys. Who doesn't love those jerseys? But also, nice to see, I mean, as you said, 19 seconds in, and you've got Noah Gregor getting the first goal of the game. Like, hey, this is a guy, a call-up guy, not a regular Joe, if you will, who's starting the game, and he scored. Like, if you want to take a positive out of it, that's it, you know? Yeah, and positives have been kind of hard, (laughs) far and few between to find this season. 
Uh, Rocket, uh, I don't know if you were watching what happened with Chikrin. That kid had a hell of a night. I mean, he gets two goals, but he also got absolutely destroyed by Eric Carlson <laughs> during a shooting gallery. Chief had to limp it off. Didn't uh, quite catch that, but I believe, I just feel bad for the Coyotes. I think I was like, one of those things where it's like, hooray, we won, but I was feeling kind of sorry for the other team because they just were not having a good night. <sighs> yeah, screw those coats. <laughs> uh, Kane gets the first star with a goal and three assists. Uh, again, uh, Barabanov gets his, the third star with his first NHL goal, and particularly of note, over 17 minutes of ice time. More than Timo Meyer, more than mm-hmm. Rudy Balsers, just saying. But what does it say that this team during the game was up for nothing? <laughs> came close to blowing a four goal lead. <laughs> what the? It doesn't surprise me with this team. Like, there is literally no defense. I can't. Yeah, more often than not, it's been a uh, it's been a mad scramble to say the least. Um, <sighs> it's it, it's sort of like just I don't I don't even really know how to explain it. You know, when Barabanov he gets he gets um you know what would end up being the game winning goal. He gets a high value goal there, and from that point on, it just seemed to me like it was you know okay, you know. We got a power play, a couple power plays. Let's see what's going on here. And it's just even though the Sharks are on the power play and they've got the goalie pulled, uh, Arizona does that is, it just never really seemed um, locked up. You know what I mean? The Coyotes obviously pressed. Um, They ended up getting a late one to bring it close. So it was just, I think if you're not a fan of either of these teams, I think it was a really good game. But if you're a Sharks fan, to Rocket's point, you're just looking and you're like, oh my God, like seal the deal here. Dude, I thought they were going to piss it away. <laughs> really did. I'm like, when it was like 4-3, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yep. He- here we go. Uh, now the- and, and everybody's new favorite player scored the game winner. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, you know what? I'm, I am a terrible host. I am a terrible host. All you this are- talk, and we haven't even turned <laughs> on Jerk's camera. Let's see. Oh, my man. All right. Aww. We like you. My man. Um, so the, the, the fun part of this, of course, is that Barabanov is kind of thrust into the spotlight and what happens is Kanizhov has to do a little bit, a little bit of translating because, uh, Alexander, uh, you know, not too good with the English language so far, but somehow he understood when asked, uh, how are things going? Are you digging California? And, uh. All of a sudden, we heard Borat? We enjoy with my wife. <laughs> we enjoy with my wife. <laughs> it was a good day for Borat this week. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, the one that really got me, though, following the game, you know, Kozanash gets uh, the, it was first NHL win, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. They talked to him afterwards, and I actually uh, asked Kozanash, Dude, you know, you get that win. Is it because maybe you're more comfortable at SAP because you've played so many games with the Barracuda? His answer was solid. Uh, Yeah, I was wondering, just you've had the games on the road, but are you more comfortable at SAP Center having played so many games with the Barracuda? 
maybe because of the fans, <laughs> no, right? the same amount of fans today, like Barracuda, but uh, I don't really know. It probably doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, like overall from my career so far, I don't even know. I probably I, I like more better play like uh, when we are playing away than home. So I thought it was kind of interesting that he said I like playing away more than home, but I just love the fact that it's like, uh, well, yeah, you know, since there are only 500 fans in the building, yeah, it felt like a Barracuda game. <laughs> Dude, I... <laughs> there was a very brief moment after you finished the question where he kind of paused and he looked over to the left. I seriously thought he was just going to get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that would have been choice. Uh, so they, they pick up a 6-4 win. Uh, game two, this time, uh, Kojanas gets his uh, a second consecutive start. Hey, now. Uh, Donato and Gambrell go out after uh, being injured. If memory serves, I think Donato had a, a little, little something going on in that first game, and Gambrell took a shot during practice, so he was out. The lines were super-duper interesting. Of note, Timo Meyer being shown the entrance to the fourth line, saying, enjoy it, sir. Meanwhile, Barabanov, top line, Balsers on the top line, John Leonard, uh, you know, up with Couture. Dude, LeBanc on the third, Meyer on the fourth. Think a message is being sent? I think so. But what happens? Kane, open scoring 72 seconds in. Lazy bastards. It was 19 the game before. What the hell, Right. Uh, Let's just talk about that pass from Barabana. Forget the goal. Dude, that pass was disgusting. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. As you would say, it was choice. Choice. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> you talk about choice. Balsers with a sweet backhander nine minutes later. And at that point, I'm going, okay, Kemper's getting pulled again. <laughs> okay. You bring that up. And, and there was kind of an observation that I made here. So I'm watching. And the play starts out as a it was a two on one with Balsers and Leonard uh, break into the net. And I'm kind of looking and, and it's clear that Balsers is waiting for Leonard to match his pace. And that didn't happen. Leonard didn't catch up. And so Balsers was like, all right, watch this. Goes around <laughs> the defenseman and scores. <laughs> I thought that was funny back. where he's I know I thought it was funny. He was like, all right, you don't want to come with me. I'll just do it by myself. Okay, I don't say I didn't wait for you. Exactly. <laughs> I had my guy. <laughs> uh, LeBanc, four minutes later, would score, finally, you know, saying, hey, I can still do something once in a while. And again, <laughs> the Yotes make it interesting. They get two back. Uh, now, the, the fun thing for me, of course, is that Hetty spent the vast majority of this game calling out that the refs were missing calls left and right. You typically don't hear hear that that much from a colored person. Well, yeah, because as we've talked about all year, you know the 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 operating position of the broadcast is is pro sharks all the time. They never do anything wrong. They're the perfect, um, perfect everything. You know, it's the same. I, I I tweeted about it and I mentioned it on the podcast a couple weeks as well, where you know Hedekin's vendetta against Kirill Kaprizov for being a diver, which I did not understand at all. And then there was another moment where, you know, Hedy is saying, oh, you know, we're going to see the replay here, but I don't like this penalty. You know, I, I think the referees probably could have let this one go. And I'm watching and I'm like, dude, 
that was egregious. I don't know what game you're watching. <laughs> like, just the way that it's devolved into, like... That's his like, MO. It, well, it's just, it seems to me like the broadcasters are, like, the super fans now. Yeah. Like, well, I'm waiting for, like, I'm waiting for Laura Britt and Curtis Brown to, like, wear jerseys during the pregame <laughs> and have foam fingers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yo, dude, can we get a GoFundMe started for that? Oh, um... <laughs> Curtis to do the chomp. I really quick I want to say as well. Uh so you mentioned Kevin LeBanc getting the Sharks up three to zero. Mm-hmm. At the time you're thinking who cares about this goal, but that ended up being the game winning goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which value. is an another high value goal for Kevin LeBanc. Eight of his eleven are high value. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering what the haters have to say. Let me know. <laughs> what do you got there? Numbers? Mm-hmm. Um hey, speaking of numbers in this one, uh <laughs> Poor Logan Couture, this guy. Lost teeth yet again. Talked about it during the post game. Did you lose a teeth? To, uh, to- <clears throat> yeah, two again. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, I almost made it through the whole season, man. This is seven <laughs> games left, almost. All right, thanks. With your teeth, actually, was that uh, from that play with Demers? It was, yeah. He, uh, he told me that he's missing two, so he wanted to make it even. <laughs> so, two things here. Did that you notice I take that, t- that Couture was faster after losing the teeth? Is that a wind resistance <laughs> thing? No. Well, I just think it's really interesting, and it goes it goes to show you how important winning is because I think that's the most chipper I've seen Couture all year. Legit, you are you know? not incorrect. Yeah. So, I, it goes to show you how how winning and losing can feel, especially when you have to do a Zoom call five minutes after the game ends. But also, if I didn't know any better. I would say that the two teeth he lost are two of the fake ones. Yes. I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think anything in the in the front half of his grill are real anymore. Haven't been for some time. Well, dude, we're also talking about a player. Was it last season, season before? Chief took a, you know, a slapper right to the boys. And they, yeah. even, I remember they talked about it afterwards. And it's like, you know, are they both still there? And he's like, yeah, luckily, yes. poor son of a anyway uh so look you you got to feel good arizona's in front of the sharks they sweep them you're going okay all right they're you know stop telling me there's a chance we've got hope so then what happens colorado yikes boys fly to denver colorado comes into this writing a three-game losing streak and nothing will put a losing streak to bed faster than playing the sharks Right, just saying, because Colorado, Colorado had won eight of their previous nine. Uh, in the three losses, <laughs> give you gave up fourteen goals since arriving in Colorado. Dubnik has an eight eighty five average over his four starts. But who do we see? Grubauer returning from COVID protocol, and he throws a shutout. The Sharks lose three nothing. Now. In the good news, bad news department, Donato would return from being injured, but Blickfeld would go out after being injured in the previous game. Ivan Chekovic would make his debut. Uh, didn't see a whole lot of him. And actually, I'm, uh, I made a boo-boo because we didn't call out that Brinson Pashnuk made his debut previously, but Yarosh would replace him in this game. Gambrell remains out, but Jones returns. And you had that work out not well. <laughs> and, and actually, it's 
they got the loss, but Jones had good numbers. He stopped 33 of 35. He posted a 943. What more can you ask of him? <laughs> you know, it's like when you lose 3 nothing, it ain't the goalie's fault. I just think this, I mean, if there was any uh, question as to whether Colorado uh, was actually a good team, uh, this game answered it. Yeah, they're pretty good. I mean, the game was... <laughs> I thought they're a good, good. They're a good team. Yes, absolutely. They have yeah, more no, depth. But dude, zero for four on the power play yet again, and they allowed two power play goals. Like this is a, a game of special teams. Well, and the, but that's the thing is, you know, Colorado made the most of all their opportunities. I mean, the game was over in the first period. Yeah. You know, and 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 the Sharks, they to their credit, you know, they're they did put up a a bit of a fight, but I don't think it was really all that inspiring, to be honest. And dude, yeah. Two for 44 on the power play in the month of April. Oh, and over that same time, they also scored two shorties. Well, yeah, and it was even in that losing streak, it was, what, 0 for 28? <laughs> You're right. God. Like, even the shittiest teams find a way to get one. <laughs> All right. Uh, second game, 4-3 loss. Uh, goals coming from, hey, look, Barabanov again. Couture with a shorty and Hurdle. Uh, Hurdle was—I want to say it was an empty netter. Is that right? At all? No, Hurdle's Hurdle's empty netter was the game against Arizona. Oh, okay. What am I thinking of? Hurdle did have a goal in this game. Yeah, he had a. Okay. No, I'm so, you know what, it, dude? You all these games—they all just <laughs> go together. Well, uh, that's the thing, dude. You have four. You have four games in in like five days. Five days. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? I mean, this, it's unprecedented schedule wise i mean we've there's a game tomorrow you know yeah, exactly yeah it's true <laughs> uh the sharks opened the scoring in the second period finally getting a power play i guess it's probably because the calendar switched over to the month of may uh mckinnon would tie it during a four-on-four four that started with burns getting called for what some were calling a phantom trip um and then hurdle complaining that he wasn't set during the puck drop uh, you got Ferraro loses losing McKinnon. Boom! The it it, it that was pretty much over. Burakovsky gives Colorado the lead, and we're off to the races. Uh, the the story on this one, of course, though, is the second period. The shots the shots on goal for the Sharks four. It was nineteen to four. Four. <laughs> and through the second period, Colorado had won twenty seven of forty faceoffs. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so to quickly wrap this up, Couture makes it three, two with the shorty cleaned up Kane's garbage, but ranting in, when you thought there was hope, ranting and pissed that fire out, made it four, two Spar- the sharks pulled Kozenash and a burn shot goes off hurdle to make it four, three with two thirteen left. But I will say, and I had this written down cause I couldn't believe it. And this is not me piling on. Go look at the last two minutes of that. EK65 looked like the most disengaged player on the ice. Man, did he look bad at the end of that. And I and, and like it may have been the fact that well he was totally gassed. Well then he shouldn't be out there. That's a coaching problem. But I just, I I don't um I don't disagree with what you said, but I think it's also worth noting that um in a couple of these games over this last week there were a couple instances where it's, um, and I, I hate to even do this, but you know the broad the broadcast, Hedekin, um calling out Eric Carlson, and I mean rightfully so. There were things that Eric Carlson deserved to be called out for, 
But as I'm watching the game unfold, I'm kind of like, okay, so the same thing that Vlas- the Vlasic just did, like that's that gets a pass in your book. Like I'm all for ass- assigning blame when it needs to be assigned, but I feel like the broadcast has default devolved to the point of, you know, assigning blame or praise, depending on which way you slice it, um, to fill airtime. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question about Eric oh, Carlson. Like, how how um how is it that he's had other coaches who are able to properly utilize his talent, and yet here in San Jose we seem to have a very difficult time finding coaching that can utilize his skills properly. Why well, is I that? I think I think. If I may, I think this is what it boils down to. Is So when he was on Ottawa, mm-hmm. there were years where he was the only person making things happen. And so the coaching staff adjusted and said, get the puck to Carl and get open. And it was great. It worked out well for them. And then you fast forward to San Jose. And as we know, I know Rocket is really big into coaching um, strategies that's not really how San Jose operates. It's more structured. It's more everybody gets a touch of the puck and we'll do this and we'll do that. And that just, you know, Carlson, even Burns to a lesser extent, that doesn't really suit their game very well. And then to counteract that, um, the first year that Carlson was on the team, the roster was pretty good. So everybody's touching the puck, but good things are happening because everybody is good. And now you fast forward to a little bit last season and really this season, whether they're just not good enough to keep up or they're having a bad year or whatever. But how many times have you seen Eric Carlson make make an A-plus pass and the person it's going to doesn't catch it? Yep. And so because of their mistake, now Eric Carlson is out of position. Yep. I, but, I know exactly what you're talking about. But you also don't need to put smoke on every single pass. Uh, you do when you're down by one in the third period. Well, yes, but there's been plenty of times where it's like, dude, dial it back. You know, you, oh, you, sure. it doesn't need to be a thousand percent. You can dial it back a little bit, <clears throat> but let's hit the chat before we move on here. A couple, a couple things that caught my eye. Uh, Chris, our buddy guy, we miss you. You should jump on sometime, buddy. So I'm not saying Sharks media is propaganda, but I feel we're a year away from calling the athletic fake news and Kerr's little rocket slap shot, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like that one. That was a good one. Uh, from Dope. So tired of hearing about EK65. Can't wait for this season to be over. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of talking about him. Uh, again, remember like a month or so ago where like he was out for like four games because he hurt one of his many groins and came back and dude was like just killing it for three or four games? Where, where'd that guy go? Well, it, it, it's see, this is, this is the issue is it's, you're only going to get one side of the coin looked at, right? You, 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 AJ and, and a bunch of other people have, have rightfully pointed out that, you know, he's been out of position at times, not a lot of hustle when trying to get the puck or trying to keep the puck in. Like those are all true things that do happen. But I think, that the argument that I was making where you're saying uh, Carlson is being put into compromising positions because his teammates are not at his level. 
I think that also deserves some credence as well. Yes. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's totally absolved of guilt, but he's not 100% he's, guilty. He, that's what I'm saying is yeah. there's other blame to go around and I think when and and we talked we said with Couture just a few minutes ago, you know, when you're when you win, everything's great. And when you lose, it's really easy to be grumpy and really easy to get into bad habits when you're losing. You say, mm-hmm. "Oh, nothing nothing I can do is going to change the outcome anyway, so why do anything?" You're right. So, look, the Blues got a point last night, so the Sharks' magic number or tragic number, if you will, falls down <clears> to two. <laughs> In other words, another loss or a Blues win, they're officially mathematically eliminated. So, yeah, Sharks, all you need to do is just run the table. Shouldn't be that difficult, right? Uh, <laughs> Cup is yours. <laughs> I thought this I thought this was going to be the year that Arizona finally <laughs> unseated one of the big dogs. I mean, they're My only notes. three points. They're notes. only three points back of St. Louis, but St. Louis has three games in hand. So, you know, ugh. I guarantee you that the year that the the Coyotes finally bust loose is going to be the same year that the Oilers just catch fire and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You talk about a team who's been waiting for it. I'm telling you, dude. When those two go off, it's going to be at the same time, and this division is finally going to be very interesting to watch. You have to hand it to St. Louis, though. April was Do a week. Was a <laughs> really April, <laughs> April was a gauntlet for them, and they got through it. So yeah, you know they 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 decided that they were done losing to shitty teams, and so they just started beating all the good teams. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so over the course of those four games this week, the Sharks took three, <laughs> dude, goal leads. Both Arizona games up by three or more goals, and still had to battle back to win. They couldn't hold a lead versus Colorado in their second game. That's something that definitely needs to be looked at for next season. Uh, in the last 16 games, I said it earlier, the Sharks have three power play goals and three shorthanded goals. That's a big fucking yikes. Um, the power play has dropped to 29th in the NHL, ahead of only Detroit and Anaheim. Might want to go look at where those two teams are in the standings. Uh, and did you know that through 51 games, the Sharks lost 10 of those by one goal? Better power play goal would have been nice in those. Now, half of no these kidding. did go to overtime, so the Sharks did get a charity point, but you win those other five, that's 10 points, and you're fourth in the division. So what you're saying <laughs> is go. that it's important to score on the power play. Yes, that would be correct. That and, is what and, the drum has always been about. Well, and the three, I feel like the three of us have talked about it as long as we've been doing this podcast, where it's like, imagine how one power play goal would change the fortunes. Like one, yep. one, you know what I mean? And, and obviously, you know, if the penalty kill or the goalie for the other team is dialed in, nothing you can really do, but just the talent that the Sharks boast on their power play, you'd think that they would be able to have more success. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing that really gets me though, last week we talked about how uh, Jones had been pulled in half the games he'd started since Dubnik was traded on April 10th. Here we are on May 5th. Jones still does not have a win. He's 0-5-1 with an 861. Can you that, say can that, you say buyout? Is that since Dubnik left? Yeah. Wow. That's I mean at this point, like the Sharks aren't making the playoffs. At this point, if Jones gets, gets Whoa, whoa, you know, whoa. You're trying to tell me there's no hope of playoffs this season? 
No, there's not. I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm um, devastated. You know, there's like there's nothing to play for now. Like if Jones has a bad game and it's it's five zero in the first period, I say leave him in and let him think about it. <laughs> zero in the first period. <laughs> you sit in that net and you think about what you've done. You think about what you did. <laughs> Make him turn around and face the camera and then inside the net and just stand there and take it. <laughs> Dude, that's the whole thing. There's some games whether Jones is like facing the team, or if he just put his back to the ice, like chances of saving the puck sometimes probably 50 50. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's even if you don't do anything, I mean, what are the chances that the, what are if you just stand there? I mean, what is the percentage chance that the puck just hits you? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, look, April solidified the nightmare, right? It, there was an eight game losing streak, there was one win in 10 games on the month, they went five, nine, and one. It was not good. And and who did some of those losses come again? Three versus Anaheim alone. Are you kidding me? Ugh, that's a kick in the ball. So uh, time for Jerk's favorite point of the show. After 51 games, the Sharks have a record 20, 26, and 5. Good for 45 points. Last season, at this point in their schedule, they were 22, 25, and 4. Good for 48 points. So after 51, current team down three points behind last season's record. There are now five games left. Two versus Colorado, two versus Arizona, one versus Vegas. And so the question is, will they get eight points over their next five games? They have to do a minimum of 3-0-2 in order to best what they were after 56 games last season, which was 52 points. Honestly, I mean, 3-0-2... You get hot at the right time, maybe it happens. Honestly, maybe it happens. But chances are, no. It's it, you, it's you heard who the to... opponents were that are coming up. <laughs> right? That's why I said yeah. chances are, and and also too, if we if we do some math here, uh, oh, the Sharks have forty five points in fifty one games this season, and if you extrapolate that over seventy games, which is how long last season was for the Sharks, they would be at sixty two points. Last season in 70 games, the Sharks had 63 points. Hmm. They've bridged the gap to being (laughs) better than last year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's going to come down to the wire, man, I'm telling you. Uh, Dude, they're going to win all five. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there is a city in Nevada that will take that bet. I think you know where it is. I might. You might. Uh, quickly from the chat, and I think this is a great point from LD Shark. Why is no one talking about the real problem, which is the Sharks will not win games if they can't win faceoffs? Yep. And the particularly, uh, I'm sorry, Jerk, but particularly faceoffs that we talked about the goal module last time about rating value to goals. Yeah, I think we could even go a step further and use that on face-offs like how important is a face-off in the offensive zone when you're on the power play you know very i would say <laughs> dude uh I mean, if, if memory serves the game on saturday versus colorado two of the colorado's goals came within about three seconds of the of colorado winning the face-off yeah you know it and and some face-offs are not really important um as we've talked about but there are others that are and the sharks they they it's, they've struggled with faceoffs 
since they got handled by the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, the faceoffs have always been a problem. And for some reason, I've, I've yet to figure out why. For some reason, Tomash Hurdle, the guy that nobody was sure would be a good center, is the only one who can win faceoffs. <laughs> You're right. You would have thought that like, Gambrell would have, like... Like, let's, let's go back a few years. People were saying Hurdle can't be an NHL center. Yeah. And no, he's the best face-off guy on the team. Yeah, everybody had him put on the wing. So, you riddle me that. <laughs> uh, look, St. Louis has seven left. Uh, two versus Anaheim. Two versus Vegas. Two versus Minnesota. One versus L.A. Four home. Three on the road. Arizona has four left. Two against L.A. Two versus San Jose. Two home. Two road. What we're saying here, kids, is it's over. It's over. Yeah. Look, just like last week, this week, the Sharks are going to play two versus Colorado, two versus Arizona. Uh, Now, look, the Sharks will finish the season with five straight at home, starting with, again, two more against Colorado, currently second in the division, four behind Vegas. So Colorado has something to play for, which is one of the things that I was worried about coming into this stretch. The Avalanche, 7-3-0. Over their last 10, of course, two of those wins coming against San Jose. And their record versus San Jose this season, 5-1-0. and And three of those wins were via shutout. Well, and the thing is, too, is... So you you, you mentioned Colorado 7-3-0, Vegas 9-1-0, Minnesota 8-1-1. All three of those teams are... All three of those teams are buzzing. Yeah. You have to think that... You know, just because they've cinched up a playoff spot, you have to think that they are going to be fighting tooth and nail for that number one spot in the division. Because I would certainly love my chances a lot more if I was playing the lowly St. Louis Blues. <laughs> lowly? Last time I looked, they're in the playoff spot. They are, but of the four that appear to be going to the playoffs, they are the clear uh, outlier, if you will. No. Mm. Uh, following the two against Colorado, boom, it's the Desert Dogs again with another back-to-back. They're currently fifth in the division, three points behind St. Louis, but as Jerk mentioned earlier, St. Louis has three games in hand, so not looking good for Arizona, who will have only three wins in their last ten games, but against San Jose this season, do have a winning record, three, two, and one, and those two losses came last week. So, At, th- at this point, if at this point, if Arizona beating the Sharks means that they overtake St. Louis and St. Louis misses the playoffs, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> <laughs> He's just here to watch things burn, people. That's what I'm saying. He hates St. Louis. <laughs> he hates St. Louis sucks. But can we also mention these these two games against Arizona? I believe they're on Friday and Saturday. Yes, You're right. You're right. The last time that Arizona will be a divisional opponent. That's right, yeah. and It's not just me, right? It felt like the Desert Dog mentions have been set to like 10 on the broadcast over the last couple matches. Yes. Like, man, are they just trying to crowbar them in whenever they can because they know that it's like, oh, I'm only going to see them two times next season. Better crowbar them in. I'm excited for those two games. Those are going to be extra extra drunk games. I was going to say spicy, but that's okay. As opposed to regular drunk. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into the trends. I mean, obviously, uh, Barabanov had a week to remember, four points in four games. But look, uh, we usually 
for the most part this season have done the who's hot, who's not. Now I think it's just time to play will they or won't they? Uh, who, who Who's going to be on this team next season? Who's not? Mm. What about who's hired, who's fired? There you go. That too. Who's... Well, let me, you know yeah, what? I don't know. Go Before we, well, <laughs> who sashays away, who shantays and stays? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> oh, hey now. Whoa. Uh, let, let's start here. Not with the team, but let, let's go a little higher up. Okay. It, it, the league? It, yeah, well, it, is, it is it time for Doug Wilson to go? Uh, you know, <laughs> he's put together a remarkable run of icing competitive teams during his first 10 seasons with the, with the club. And then, you know, he took that whole step back to take a step forward in 2015. And look what happened in 2016. That worked really well. But since then, in 2017, bounced in the first round in six versus Edmonton. Following season, they swept the Ducks, but then were embarrassed by Vegas in six. Mm. Then in 2019, they had a remarkably lucky run. But another way to look at it is if... You know, they were 10 minutes away from being bounced in the first round again. They were a miracle away from being bounced in the first round again. And then 20 and 21, they're missing the playoffs. So aside from that ridiculous luck of 2019, the Sharks really, they've won one playoff round since going to the final. Okay, hold on. Here we go. You don't, you don't get to do that. You, you don't you don't get to say oh you don't get to say oh because of this miracle that should have never happened they didn't deserve or they can only be counted for one playoff win I I that, I I think that's bullshit no I I give you that but as long as you give me that that was a remarkable lucky run there was the the, the, the five first minute, round was lucky the first round was lucky but there was the the five minute major of course there was that could have been over in six. You know, sure. game could, dude, it, it could have been over in, in five. Yeah. But uh, I mean, but you look at it, it's, they give up that, that soft shorty and double OT in game six. That could have easily been won by Vegas earlier. And again, it goes back to my point where it's like, okay, then one playoff win since, you know, the final. And then what happened for the, the next round? Isn't that the whole Landeskog skate thing? Yeah, but you, that's not some big controversy. I, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that there are the people, there are the other ones that are going to sit there and go, oh, you know, five-minute major, Landeskog skate, Meyer hand pass. Like, you know, you guys were skating with rabbit's foots up, jammed up your ass that year. <clears throat> sure, but if you go, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the season-by-season season record for the Sharks here. And you know what I called the I called the NHL office to confirm as well. It still says one. It still says one second round versus Colorado. One first round versus Vegas. It okay. still says that. All right. All I'm right. just saying. But 17, so, 17, 18, not great. Nineteen, decent. Twenty, I mean, twenty-one, not good. So at, it, you had one run I'm, in the last five years. Is it time for Doug Wilson to go? Well, I'll, I'll get there. Because <laughs> you you wound me up. But <laughs> Clearly, I, I I think okay. You mentioned the Meyer hand pass. The Sharks lost that series anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yes. The Landeskog uh, offside play. Let's say that didn't happen in that goal stance. It would have been two two. Who knows how that game goes? Maybe the Sharks end up winning anyway because mm -hmm. Donskoy, D 
did score for the Sharks Who? after that snafu happened. Exactly. <laughs> the, Donskoy scored a goal after the OT, or I'm sorry, the over fuck, offside <laughs> play. You know, the game was not over because of the offside play. Maybe and he gets wound up. The miracle against Vegas, yes, it was a miracle. Probably, you know, it's one in a million, but it still happened. Like, if you look at the record book, it still says one first round 2019 versus Vegas. It still says that, yeah. you know. And this is a case where you say they don't ask how, you know, they ask how many. Mm-hmm. And since the Stanley, since 2017, the Sharks have won uh, three out of six playoff rounds. Now you're saying zero Stanley Cups, but what I say is, you know, it's not like they just won one series legitimately and then the other two they like tripped and fell into and won. Like they won those legitimately as well. Yeah, and and Chris making a solid point, basically saying, well, how about all the other times that it went the other way when it comes to being edged out? Mm-hmm. By that point, dude, the Sharks have won every series they've ever played then. <laughs> and I will say, too, controversy, you say that 2019 was a Cinderella or a miracle run in general. I say, counterpoint, the 2019 team was better than the 2016 team. Oof. If... Because we're, we're look gonna... at the stat, look at the stats on that piece of shit. If Martin, <laughs> if Martin Jones, if Martin Jones is okay, not even good. If he's okay, the Sharks go to the Cup final and yeah. probably win. Oh, dear Lord. If Martin Jones is okay, he doesn't even have to be good. He needs to be okay. Can, can I ask you a question, Jerk? Sure. Can we can we get back to the original question? Yeah, ask me. <laughs> is it time for Doug Wilson to go? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, my, I, I, I am unsure. I want to know. My my question is, all right, so what if it is time for him to go? Who are you looking at to replace him? Olin Nolan? Owen Nolan? Like, who are, what other ex-shark are you going to replace with Doug? I, no, you no, know what? I, I'm one, I could see not specifically Owen Nolan, but I could see that route being taken just because, as we've talked about before, you know, everybody who works for the organization, you know, is, is a is a rah-rah cheerleader. And you say, oh, mm-hmm. Sharks for life and his back. Like, you know, like I'm surprised. Like, Setaguchi, what's he up to? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I could totally see that a path being taken. But I think... You know, I think there are good arguments that say, yes, he should be fired or reassigned or promoted, whatever word you want to use. But I think there are good arguments that he should stay where he's at. Right. So, I mean, it's a it's a healthy debate. Yeah. And I'm not saying when I say that he is it time for Wilson to go, I'm saying be, you know, relieved of that position. You'll notice that I didn't say fired. You'll notice that I didn't say promoted. You know, I'm not lobbying for one way or the other. I'm just saying to be, have his current responsibilities be removed. Maybe that's the easier way to put it. And that's the thing, because the Sharks have obviously nosedived the last two years, but I don't really think Doug Wilson has done anything that has been fireable. Like, the only thing in my eyes, the only thing that he's guilty of is taking chances and taking risks to put a good team on the ice you know he's not i don't think he's been negligent i don't think he's been careless i don't think he's been stupid you know i just think he's i just think he's a victim of some gambles that didn't go his way 
And I don't, yeah. Chris makes Bad a nice choices. Chris makes a nice point. In the modern NHL, GMs have massive staffs. More than him needing to go, it's the approach may need to change. Right. And and okay. I love don't get me wrong, I love Doug Wilson Jr. Love him. But I don't think he should be promoted to GM no. only because only because he's only been the director of scouting for four years. And in that time he's dialed in the scouting department more than Tim Burke has ever done in 20 years. Yeah. What does that say? You know what I mean? Chris, so Chris I, also I, saying, I, look at Vegas and Seattle, both heavily invested in analytics and finding gems. Sure. So. And, 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 and that's the thing. And that's kind of going back to Doug Wilson jr. There was that mindset is like, okay, our team is lacking a third line center. So let's go draft a third-line center. And that's the wrong way to think about it. You can say, yes, our team is lacking a third-line center, but you should still look at your list and say, okay, who's the best player available? We'll take him. And if we have to, we'll trade him down the road for what we actually need. Yeah. Uh, no. That's and so, like I'm I said, well, I Wait think... a minute. We had a third-line center, Chris Tierney. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I think, you know, the idea that Doug Wilson Jr. is just going to be promoted to GM, I think it would be a misstep because I think it would be a major subtraction subtraction from the amateur scouting department. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. Well, I, I feel like this is not something that, you know, this is something we can talk about, oh, I think probably up until the draft. <laughs> What's that? Just whether Wilson should <laughs> should go. You know, we're going to look and see what they do during the draft. There's somebody, Dude, people, every... there are some people that have made the point that maybe it's time for Bugner to go, even though he signed for two more oh. years. Hold on. No. Let me let me just make the point. You know, he signed for two more years, but uh, didn't he not do that well in Florida and yet somebody came and replaced him and has largely the same group and they're doing far better? Or is that not the case? Counterpoint. Huh? Okay, go ahead. Counterpoint. Let's say, what if I gave you a car oh, sure. that didn't ha that didn't have brakes on it, and then you crashed into something? I don't think anybody could really be mad at you for crashing because the thing didn't have brakes on it. But wouldn't they be mad at me for not checking that before getting taking the car? Yeah, Maybe. that's sort of a responsibility. But my my point being is I don't think it's fair to assign all the blame to Bugner. Oh, not when... assigning all of it. No, but what I'm saying is the people who think he needs to be fired are the people who are assigning all the blame. Oh, okay. I get you. It's mm. like, oh, you know, Bob Bugner, he's not a good coach. He, <laughs> Why hasn't he gotten 20 goals out of Joachim Blickfeld yet? And it's like, dude, nobody's going to. My... Like, I love Joachim <laughs> but get it together. My God, Rocket, is this like the most fired up you've heard jerk in like the last month and a half? Dude, I, I, I poked the bear, man. I hit a nerve. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> like... Dude, I'm the same nope. way when I wound up. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> well, like, okay, nobody. This is the problem with oh, specifically with face with Facebook and with Reddit is nobody wants to like sit down and actually like hypothesize and and process anything and 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 look at all the different possibilities. It's just it's very reactionary and it's very simple minded takes. You Hot know? takery bakery, oh. baby. Put on your you oh, know your okay. oven mitts. <laughs> Mar like it's just it's same thing oh eric carlson's minus 15 he must suck and it's like okay we'll break it down how many of those dashes were his fault how many of those dashes were somebody else's fault how many of those dashes was he on a line change and his foot was still on the ice <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you know, know what who, i mean you know who's plus 20 we're going to talk about that later 
look, it's time to move on. We need on. to go to commercial. I'm getting upset. Exactly. We do. And <laughs> we're so we're sponsor. Yeah. So we're 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 gonna go to our sponsor, uh, to the uh, the Sharks Foundation. <laughs> oh god. Wait, okay, really I just really quick before we get there, I just want to say one one more thing for everybody to chew on. This um the conclusion of this season will be the first time that the Sharks have missed the playoffs for the second year in a row since 1997. Reverse retro. <laughs> and, 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 and what's your point? What's, exactly. what's your point? My point is is that okay, so after that playoffs in five playoffs. straight years. Playoffs in five straight years, then they missed one. Then playoffs in uh, nine straight years, missed one. Then playoffs in four straight years, they missed last year. They're going to miss again this year. What I mean by that is missing the playoffs two years in a row, pretty unfamiliar territory. Yeah. Okay. Again, and so what's the point? My point is I'm saying is that this is not your older brother, San Jose Sharks. This is a different time. (laughs) All right. Or maybe this is your older brother, San Jose Sharks, and we just haven't seen them. For, like, they're cicadas. They just are reemerging. Maybe. Well, look, look, like I said, it's something oh, to geez, chew on. I'm this never is going to move this on is... to the next one. <laughs> no, you know what? We we go long every week. I'm just making it my fault. Longer. This time. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're doing there. <laughs> F you. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's really... And it, it could probably lead to an, a show on its own. This is the first time since the sixth year of the franchise that the Sharks have missed the playoffs in multiple years. Like, it would be a really interesting debate. Kate, you know what? Uh, uh, it's been such a good, like, session. <laughs> Just keep it up. Keep it up for about another 30 seconds to a minute because Daddy okay. needs to go make a bet on the horse. Here we go. Make a bet on the horse. I mean, like I said, you think, okay, so, and, and this is actually a perfect thought experiment as well, because Rocket is a Sharks fan established 2014, you know, mm-hmm. so you're kind of, you're kind of jumped on the ship, so to speak, at the beginning of this era, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you miss the playoffs, and then you come back, and you've got four solid years, and then you miss the playoffs again. And even before that, you know, the Sharks missed the playoffs in 2003, and then they banged it out and made the playoffs all the way until 2014. So it's almost like you're going to miss the playoffs one year, but then these sort of these pockets of playoff runs on either side of them. And so I just think it's, it's an interesting thought experiment. And I think it goes well with what AJ is saying about, should we fire Doug Wilson? Should we fire the coach? The first time since year six of the franchise that they've missed the playoffs two years in a row, it makes you kind of question where things are going because the sharks, as I've said, 2003, 2014, uh, 15, they miss the playoffs for one year and come back with a great run. Doesn't look like it's going to happen this time. But what if, like, next year they just light fire and they end up, like, taking three cups in five years? Then we're going to delete this episode of the podcast. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe. Oh, fuck. You know what? We have to it move on, dude. We have to move on. Yes. Let's let, let's talk about what color polo Evander Kane was wearing to the game on Thursday. Go yes. Yeah. Yes. Bye. It was a beautiful shade of purple. Because everybody said, <laughs> what if it was purple? No, look, uh, the Sharks Foundation. Now, if, if you've listened to this show. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, if you've listened to this show, <laughs> you've heard us on Discord or whatever. Jerk and I, if you follow us on social media, we've been talking about this goddamn jersey now <laughs> for, for like 15, 16, 17 months. 
I don't know. When was the arena giveaway schedule announced? This I want to say what, like October September of this was announced September of 2019. Okay. then. Jeez. And you, you know, they, they've got those, those gorgeous warm up sure, uh, jerseys and you know, and luckily I was able to, uh, to grab a shark freak one. And I, I did like the other ones. I thought they're kind of cool, but jerk and I were totally laser focused in on that, one from March 21st, the uprising. And, yeah. oh, we were so down for it. And then what happened? COVID struck, boom, games wiped out. And then it took this last Monday for them finally to bring them back. And they went up for auction, as they're supposed to do. And I got to tell you, uh, Jerk and I were a little, a little pressed, shall we say. Probably me more so, but we were talking during the game and we're sitting there going, oh man, okay, we, you know, because we don't care whose name is on the back for the most part. Jerk really did. He was like, dude, I'm eyeballing that Barabant off, man, dude. Yes, because but before Monday night, I was the only one who'd ever heard of him. Uh, mm. True, true, true. <laughs> but he's like, dude, I'm eyeballing the Barabant off. And if it gets to this point, I'm going to do this and whatnot. And so, and so Jerk made his play. And uh, it, he got priced out, which which happens. Yeah, whatever happens. But, yeah, it happens. And but we we continued to keep an eye on it, and we see it get to seven twenty five, and then it gets to seventy seventy seven seventy five, then eight hundred, and then we see it get to eight seventy five. Now earlier, we had gone through and we saw a few jerseys, whether it was a uh, who. A shellman, a balsers, or whatever had buy it now for nine hundred. Which... Before you go any further, let me interject here. Sure. So it was at five hundred dollars, no bids for the entire game because I said nobody had heard of this guy. Not the entire he... game, I don't think. Most of the game, the, dude. Yeah. The bids didn't start coming in until he scored. Yes, correct. Mm. And so that gets you back to where we were: six hundred, six fifty, seven hundred, seven fifty. Go ahead. And there was, you know, typically the way that it works is there's a group of players. It's the typically the lower-level players people haven't heard of. It's it's going to be your Yarosh, your Melnichuk, your, you know, guys are just kind of, who? Handemark. Yeah, Handemark, um, VL, or uh, who was wearing number two? Greg Patteron. Yeah, Patteron. It's going to be those guys. It's going to be buy it now 900. And then you, it's going to be a, a level beyond that where it's going to be your LeBanks and whatnot and that's going to be buy it now 1200 and then your marlows and burns and carlson's are going to like not even have buy it now because they know that they're going to go for a certain amount the thing that gets me this is the thing that that jerk and i mostly me were tilted about at one point barabanov hits 875 and i'm going dude you're already spending 875 throwing the extra quarter buy it now and then i go and look all of a sudden the buy it now function gone Going, and, 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 of course, Jerk is going, well, Chief just did score his first goal. Hmm. I didn't realize you could modify an auction like that, like an active auction. Well, you're not modify, supposed to. Modify an active auction that's for charity. Yeah. So, Ooh. either way, uh, you know, I'm not saying that This somebody... is not an accusation. It's a thought piece. Yes. I'm not accusing anybody of anything. I'm just saying that at one point... There was a buy it now option, and then there wasn't, and that just hmm. 
you know, put the hackles up a little bit, you're going to go, hmm. And then Mm. to make the hackles go up maybe a scotch more over the whole thing, you kind of go, geez, what kind of racket is going on here? (laughs) Uh, You look here at these giveaways, again, at the top, the word, the key word that we're looking at here, children, giveaways, right? Well, as part of this whole uprising thing, boom, there's a jersey sale announced. And you're going, wait, sale? I, I still have tickets for the game on March 21st, 2019. Like, I was supposed to get one. Or uh, You're right, you're right. 2020, I was supposed to get one of these for free. What is this sale? Okay, well, what are we talking? You know, 30, maybe 40 bucks. No, $150. What? $150 for a jersey that was going to be a giveaway. Again, I'm all for charity. But... Man, that is a bad look in my opinion. That really comes off like a money grab. Yeah, that I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, this is for charity, so you it's this is for charity, so you can't say that what we're doing is bad. Yes, we can. Yes, yes, actually we can. <laughs> well, because I, you know, I've always had the opinion and I've I've mentioned this to AJ, so this is more for Rocket. I've always had the opinion that if you're doing an auction or a sale, or whatever for charity, anything above zero dollars is a win. Yeah, yeah. So it's all gravy. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 house money essentially that you get to keep and put into the community or do whatever with. Yeah. So it doesn't seem very fair to change the advertised price for something because the course of the game changed. It doesn't seem very fair to sell something at a kind of an outrageous price that was originally supposed to be free. And as a throwback, because I know AJ is still upset about it, it doesn't seem fair to cancel an event because it wasn't profitable enough for your charity. Well, here's my thing. This is not an accusation. Yeah. It's, not just an ac- a thought it's just piece. a think piece. Here's, yeah, here, here's the thing that gets me. You had, th- this was a giveaway, right? This wasn't... Right. The, this wasn't one of those things where you were required to buy a special ticket. Like, you know, I remember uh, Rocket and I went to a game where it was ladies' night. You had mm-hmm. to buy the, the special ticket in order to get the wine glasses, right? But mm-hmm. this was something that it was coming in. Everybody through the door was getting one. And, you know, let's call it out for a second. The Sharks aren't saying, okay, we need 17,592 of these. No, no, no. They're saying, give us 18,000, right? They have 18,000 of these. Yeah, Um, Because the the extras are usually given away to other people, say maybe some some, uh, people who work uh, for the team, people mm -hmm. who are corporate sponsors, um, people who go to the Turnip and Teal events at the Togos of San Pedro Square. Or some are given to the Sharks Foundation and they get some players to sign them and then they auction those specific ones. Yes, Mm -hmm. and if it's signed, go for it. Yeah, so my point is... Would you, I'm sure you guys have heard of the game, Would You Rather, but would you rather, if you're the Sharks Foundation, would you rather sell 100 out of 18,000, would you rather sell 100 of of these for 150 bucks, or would you rather sell 1,000 of them for $30? You know what I mean? Like, I think if they had lowered the price point to something reasonable, you might have made a lot more money. 
and I just, you would. I just go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You. I think the entire approach that the foundation took with this was gauche. It's tacky. Yes. It's just classless. It's not a good look. No. And 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 thing is, like, if all of the money, if all of the money that's generated goes to the local community, then Bet. let us know. Yeah. Shut us up, you know. But and and again, not any accusations, just a thought piece. It's a weird look when you're sort of moving the goalposts when nobody's looking. Only difference here is AJ was looking. Yeah. Hey, you got you. caught with your with your hand in the uh, the proverbial cookie jar, as they say. Mm-hmm. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Let's take it around the NHL, shall we? There's a and, couple. <laughs> really quick, what do you play? What do you play tennis with? A racket. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan Miller, goaltender Ryan Miller, earlier announced his retirement. Ended up winning his final home game with Anaheim yesterday. Uh, the announcer, as the Kings are lining up to shake Ryan's hand, the announcer goes, the Kings come out to congratulate him on a Hall of Fame career. We talked about Patty Marlowe a lot in the last couple of weeks. If Miller is a Hall of Famer, based on his resume, his body of work, how is there even a debate about Marlowe getting in? Miller won a Vezina. He won one award. And some people will look, point at individual awards as. As they should. Yes, mm -hmm. I give him that. But Marlowe was nominated for like twice the amount of times that Miller was. Yeah, okay, Miller won it. Wait, he was badass one year. That's awesome. Does that guarantee you a shot into the Hall of Fame? Well, also, how many how many appearances at the Olympics does Ryan Miller have? Does he also have any Stanley Cups? He has so, no Stanley Cups. Uh, okay. if, if memory serves, I think he like was in the Olympics one year, like as a like he. I don't know. I think he was, uh, you know, shining off the guys' jocks for that time. No, but he was serviceable hear. the other year. No, let, so, let, let your talk. No, okay. he was the bad. So, he was the badass for one year when the U.S. won the silver. But. Let's you gotta you can't say this but not this. You have to do the whole picture and 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 like we talked about with Marlowe, it's it's not the well, NHL hall. Okay, but hold on, the, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of Ryan Miller's career. My but point you, was, well, hold on, no, my point is, did, if if Marlowe, how is Marlowe debatable? If Miller is guaranteed in. Right. Okay. That point I'll concede to you, but that was the only it, point I was trying to say. Okay. Cause I was going to say, if you're questioning whether or not Ryan Miller is hall of fame worthy, no, I'm not you. Okay. Then I'm saying in that case, you would have to look at his career. Yeah. Like the whole career. Well, and, exactly. and, and puck guy points out something nice here too. Marlowe versus Miller. Marlowe has two gold medals. Miller has a silver. Yes, that's exactly. The argument is not, <clears throat> the argument is not, is Ryan Miller a Hall of Famer? The argument is, if Miller is, why isn't Marlowe? That's exactly the question I'm asking. Okay. So there you go. See, we're back, we're back on track. See, don't we're all friends. We're and all we're friends. back. We don't have to yell. Do we want to <laughs> rewind the tape about 20 minutes ago? <laughs> I wasn't yelling at you. I was just yelling. Oh. <laughs> all right. Why? He's, okay. He's in the mood. Yeah. I'm telling you. We're both in moods. Uh, we had another announcement. 
Booyah. Next season marks the first time since 05-06 that NBC will not carry any NHL games. So Landy can shut the f*** up with about the doubleheaders, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not just him. It's all of us. It was. It was a, it was a group effort. But look, Turner Sports has secured the, the deal. Okay, you know, this. it's great. <laughs> what? It, the fact that Bleacher Report is involved in this is a little sus, but look, uh, I, I believe I believe Bleacher Report is owned by Turner Sports. So, so what is that's what, probably it? Does this mean anything? The and everything? Oh yeah, of like, course. Well, that they okay, always so do they'll that. change the music and the graphics. Of and course. So Brody won't be doing any of like the pregame this, stuff the, or anything. This is all national. The the okay. regional that won't change. It'll still be oh, Brody. Okay. It'll still be Curtis. It'll be all that. Okay. This is only the national broadcasting stuff uh so now it's basically what is it like every other year espn will broadcast the stanley cup final in the years that they don't it'll be on a turner network probably tnt tbs so i'll tell you this like espn uh that's all disney right and disney also owns abc so it wouldn't surprise me if the years that espn have the stanley cup rights they'll be broadcast on abc Makes sense. Yeah, I could see that, but I, it, I think something something that kind of is interesting that stems from all of this is it, it since the COVID started, there's been all this talk about the flat cap, mm-hmm. and there's no money coming in. So, the NHL with their new TV deals, they wanted to bring in as close to a billion dollars per year as they could, and so for these these next seven years they're getting 420 million dollars a year from disney and 225 million dollars a year from from uh from turner and so you're probably saying well wait a minute that's only 645 where's the other bit come from rogers the canadian national rights holder they their deal is still kinking around as well so when you add the three together 996 million dollars us per year for the next seven years. I don't know about you. It seems to me like that could maybe help juice the salary cap a little bit. <laughs> a scotch. Mm. A scotch. <laughs> Just a hair. And it, you know what? It's really, I like the idea of splitting it up to ESPN is going to get four Stanley cup finals. Uh, Turner will get three Stanley cup finals all seven years. They'll, they'll split the playoff games, which is fun. Uh, Turner is getting the winter classic, which is, you know, big marquee event for the NHL. So it helps the network. It helps the league. Mm-hmm. The and you know I think it, can I it's say good something? to have everything spread out. Yeah, sure, go for it. Here's the thing that I kind of like about this is that NBC Sports not necessarily available on every platform, especially because you have to you know you typically buy tiers when you're mm-hmm. you know getting your your satellite TV your Comcast type stuff whatever, and there are certain tiers like I know with my. Uh, TV provider, you have to buy a certain tier in order for NHL Network to be involved, mm-hmm. right? And I know that NBCS Sports is for some people on a, cer- a specific tier. ESPN, TBS, and TNT is like available on the lowest tier of every package. Yeah. So yeah, to me that's that's a good thing. Yeah, even and even those three you mentioned, even ABC, also part of the basic cable package. Who? you know versus like you said nbc nbc sports network i I think that's on the second or the third tier 
cable package. Yes. You and know, I, and, and so I, it's I made the little who joke because somebody who works for a- ABC right now may or may not be watching. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So that's uh that's where we are with that. I look forward to seeing how that's uh that's that's going to roll. Look, we can make jokes about Outdoor Life Network for days. So, you know, and then verses and all of that. So, look, they're all they're on networks that we've all heard of, which I think is a good well, thing. And again, on the lowest tier. And Good another job. and another point to bring up as well, as Rizzo is pointing out, NBC is shutting NBCSN down. Yeah. So, you know, there was and when all these new TV deals came out, you know, it's just, you see all this stuff. Oh, you know. NBC, I see a couple of people, NBC was a really good partner for the NHL and, you know, it's it's a huge loss for them. Really? Because I don't feel like they did, <laughs> like, the NHL is all about growing the game and getting eyeballs on the game. I don't think NBC did anything to help that cause. Oh, not They put, like, NHL playoff games, your choice, okay, well, we can on put it on golf the golf <laughs> We can put it on the golf channel, which not everybody has, or we can put it on the streaming service, which you need you know, a cable login to do. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to sacrifice NBA ratings versus. And like you said, versus ESPN, ABC, TBS, TNT. These are basic cable channels. If you like, if you go to the gym at your local apartment complex, the TV has all four of those channels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. All right. Probably time to move on. Let's talk about them kids. So it was a decent week for the CUDA, who for some reason got a shit ton of uh, presence on TV during the last two Sharks games. That was so fun. Yeah, that was was a little odd. Uh, But look, (laughs) they played three games this week, going two and one. Uh, a win against the Bear, uh, I'm sorry, Bear, the Bakersfield Condors. We saw Sasha Shlevsky grab a goal and two assists and a 4-2 win. Then there was a wild one versus the Henderson Silver Knights that ended with a 7-5 win for the CUDA. You had goals uh, two from Shmolevsky, you had one from Latunov, Co, and Jerk's boy, Yoel Shellman. <laughs> <laughs> got a five-point night, including a hat trick. Uh, also, to score in this one, because it was shark stuff all around, former shark Danny O'Regan had two goals. Uh, but the Kakuda unfortunately, blew their wad and were shut out 4-0 in the final one. <laughs> mm. So right now, the Kakuda currently 15-12, 4-2, 4-2, 4-2, in the AHL's Pacific. Latunov now leading the team in points with 40, while Halbgawax leads in goals with 19. Uh, similar to the Sharks, the Barracuda have a handful left, three to be exact, and it's a repeat of last week. One versus Bakersfield, two versus Henderson. So there's the, your little Barracuda update, but yo, well, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Barracuda are in Henderson to play the Silver Knights on May 8th and May 11th. If you're Guess wondering where if it's going to be, I was going to say, if you're wondering if I might go to one of those games, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> the, Dude, he's going to be uh, wearing it. We have to update his shirt because it's going to say, yo, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you know what? They're here. Um, it might have to happen. I'm vaccinated. So. We're in business. And how, how I, I just want to know, 
I want to know at what point, because we know it's going to happen at some point. Okay. Hockey Jerk is going to be hitting up Ooh. Jess, going, let me take a look at that uprising EOL jersey. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we would be remiss if we didn't, you know, we, we you know, Puck Guy, AJ, myself, we've been on the uprising train since it was announced. Friend of the show, Jessica, has also been on that train, and she was the only one of the four Dude, of us to she get She pulled the whistle. Yeah, she, you know, she was like, oh, okay, you're not going to bid. We'll watch this. Stimulus. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she was all over it. So good for you, Jess. Stimmy, stimmy, stimmy. Oh, man. All right. We usually do a tweet of the week. There really wasn't anything that stood out this week, so we're going to bypass this. No reason to, to you know. No, we're not going to false dichotomy this. We're not manufacturing the hype. Go ahead. We... We, we did a lot of talking about a lot of different things in this show, and so you'll have to forgive me. Did we ever finish the segment, Who's Hired, Who's Fired, or did we just talk about it? Uh, I mean, we kind of just <laughs> talked about it because we yeah, segued really. It turned into a whole thing of you screaming about Doug Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That. That, that might have to be next week's show, or maybe... Uh, we can do a, we can do something you know uh, a, a little a little something something where maybe we get together with a c- couple peeps and just say, look you know if 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 you're a betting man like maybe even we put something like that together where it's just kind of like okay you know uh, like you almost put together uh, a not a draft necessary per se but it's kind of like everybody submits who they, who's on the Sharks roster next season who isn't whoever's closest. You know, wins the pot. Because there might there be go. some people that it's like, oh, how is Balser's not going to be on this team next year? And then all of a sudden, Balser's you know gets dealt as part of a a larger deal. You know, it's like I was going to say, you know, waiting. yeah, Balser's and Burns to some other team to you know what I mean? Like he's is, Bal- s- is a sweetener. Waiting, waiting for the outrage when I when I don't have Hurdle on my list of players that'll be here next year. <laughs> You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> if I didn't respect sound equipment, I would drop my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And uh, there, there was one one name that we did not mention tonight, and we still will not enjoy. Uh, if you want to find out what that name was, join us in the Discord following the show. So you can follow her at our backhander seventy six. You can follow him at hockey underscore jerk, and you can follow me at aj underscore strong. If you have any questions or topics you would like to hear us get into, send them along on that Twitter machine at Teal Town USA. And remember, guys, if you ever miss a show and you want to catch it again or just catch it at a later time, doesn't matter. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. Again, throw us a review. Give us a little subscribe. Remember, you can always find everything on YouTube and at TealTownUSA.com. It's time for the famous last words and we always start with Rocket Backhander. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me, Rocket Backhander, on tonight's Quiet Storm. I hope you enjoyed tonight's program. Quiet? Did you with... hear, Jerk? Well, <laughs> storm part, anyway. Man, quit quit messing up my, my KCSM jazz vibes, damn it. Oh, okay. No, it's anyway. Thank you for joining me on this week's installment of The Quiet Storm. Maybe next week we'll talk about something a little bit more friendly and uplifting. Here's hoping the Sharks have a good week. AJ? Jerk? 
So the Henderson Silver Knights, they play the Barracuda on May 8th and May 11th. The game at May on May 8th is at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, so that is probably going to be more expensive than it would be if it was at the Orleans Arena. But for argument's sake, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, cheapest ticket for the May 8th game is $39. And it looks like Ticketmaster wants my phone number to figure out what the ticket cost is for the next game. I guess I will give it to them. Um, sir, oh my god, okay, are you double vaccinated? Are you double vaccinated, uh, d- dude? I've gotten two shots of all three vaccines, so I'm good to go. Um, god damn, he's, like, <laughs> he's all bitch. I've seen more shots than a you know co ed at spring break in Florida. Bring it on, dude. I know why you hate Ticketmaster so much. They keep asking me for all these codes just to see how much tickets cost. Thank you. <laughs> so it looks like tickets at the Orleans Arena are not for sale. Okay. <laughs> Way to get that um, money. Way to get that money. $39. Uh, I may go. I have my Barracuda Noah Gregor jersey. We'll throw that on. We um, we'll see. I'll let you know. Yeah. Nice. It's my final my final thought for the week. Something I'm going to be thinking about all week. Oh, yeah. Uh, my final thought, of course, being that uh, Joe Pavelski still leads Ooh. the Dallas Stars <laughs> in goals. In points, 21 goals, 44 points, a plus 20. Uh, Jerk, do you find him to be more has-been or more washed up? Uh, I just think he sucks. There you go. Fair. You know what? If he, you know, if he had any real gumption, he would already be at 30 goals. Uh, Finn making a good goal. Hockey Jerk's seen more shots than our forwards. Sure. Not wrong. More shots than Timo Meyer, certainly. Oh. <laughs> at, at least in terms of shots that matter. Yeah. Oh. Damn. I'm just saying, you know. Dude, he might be at the shot... top of my list of sharks that ain't going to fucking be here next year. I'm just saying, dude, Damn. shots from the blue line that hit to the top of the glass, that's not useful for anybody. <laughs> Unless you're playing the Airhoff game. But I digress. Hey. It's your favorite player. Oh, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> Do us a favor. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, whatever podcast app you're using. You can find everything on tealtownusa.com. But look, hit us up. You know the spots. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. All those fun spots are where you can find us. Remember to check out After Dark, the post-game show following every single Sharks game. And those, you will know it. Because they feature the post-game quotes in the chat. I feel like I need, I don't know, more more cookies for that. But I digress. Yay? Nay? Sure. Okay, thank okay. you. That's all I was looking for. See? That's, that's, that's all I need sometimes. It's just a, you know, we appreciate you, AJ, for all that you do. Instead of seeing in Reddit, your show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, at least they're watching. Yeah, thanks for watching, Jake. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for watching, Slurpy John. What is it? <laughs> Shake Shack Joe, whatever whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, that's the show again. Uh, thanks so much for watching or listening if you're tuned in using a podcast app. We will see you next week. And boy, we're getting down to the nitty gritty here, guys. Episode 132. And by that point, we're talking, what, there will be one game left. 
versus Vegas. Will it matter? No. Will after Monday tomorrow night's game? Will that? Will anything matter? No. Probably won't. Dude, it hasn't mattered since April first. I hate that you're right. I usually yeah, am. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. But uh, if I can end this on anything, I I think we just need to hear Barabanov one more time. We enjoy with my wife. <laughs> my wife. My, my wife. wife. We enjoy California very much, my wife. <laughs> Jerk. What? My wife.